Footage chat with Coops and Tim. Games at home and away. Story stats and history links. About football in Australia. Welcome to the Kick to Kick podcast. We are backwards and coming forwards. Charlie, you and I are here today. Yes, together again. Together again in person to talk about um, to preview week one of the finals. Oh, my temperature is rising, Timmy. <laughs> I've got finals fever. Indeed, and we might also do a quick review on some of the teams that haven't made it. Yes. Um, and maybe we had a few little questions to answer last week in terms of uh, what we how, how we would feel the buy round mm-hmm. and what a rivalry round might look like. Yeah. We'll yeah. That at the end, perhaps. All right, so week one of the finals, we'll go through, I guess, match by match. Before we start that, though, Charlie, I thought maybe I'll give you each finals team's record against each other. Okay, great. So for this first round, all right. Just against each other, so the eight teams that have qualified. Oh, okay. So Brisbane have the best record. They're eight and two Okay. against all the other finalists. Against all the other finalists. Yes. From this year. From this year. Yeah, wow. Collingwood and Melbourne are both six and four. Mm -hmm. Port is five and three. Carlton, five and six. St Kilda three and six, GWS three and six, Sydney two and seven. Wow! But they've still qualified for finals. So yeah, there's a few teams like Carlton have played the finalists the most times. Then, uh, judging by those numbers, 10, 10, 10, 11. 8, 11, 9, 9, 9. Yeah, they have. Yeah, yeah, but that's nothing to like. That's just the oddities of the fixture. Yes, you can have predicted four teams are coming. No, exactly, board. exactly. Yeah. Um, and here's one for you. So the Blues and the Pies, their last finals losses were to the Swans. Russ Lyons' last loss when he was a St Kilda coach. Let me re- rephrase that. <laughs> the last time St Kilda was coached by Russ Lyons in a final, they lost to Sydney as well. Oh. The Giants' last finals win was against Sydney. Okay. So a few little oddities there with Sydney. But Charlie, what we want to get to first is the Pies and Demons on we Thursday do. night. What How are you feeling? Or You're I, feeling pretty confident when I've spoken to you. I, I confidence the wrong word. I'm definitely not. If this had been five weeks ago, I would have been feeling very stressed out about this game. Yeah. But I feel like it's far more even. Mm. I don't think there's a lot separating it. The fact that we were talking today, the weather report for Thursday night probably leans in Collingwood's favour. Yep. Definitely. Um, I reckon the D's are still. We're still, especially now with Melksham going going out, which was. Uh, I, Tragic loss. But um, Bailey Fritch coming back at the right yeah, time that to helps. cover that. But I still think we're figuring out our best forward setup. Still, um, yeah, I know. But that's okay. We've all we've been in that position for the last three years. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm. I think it's very up in the air. That's not. That's not throwing anyone anything. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a, hopefully a very good game and a brilliant crowd. Yeah. Sold out in forty minutes or something like that. The tickets. It is Scott Pendlebury's 29th final. Huge. He moves into the top 10 in AFL-VFL history. Here's the top 10 for you, Charlie. 40 finals. The most finals was Joel Selwood. Oh. His last one was gave him the record. The previous record holder was Michael Tucker. That's who on, I would have assumed. Finished on 39. Yeah. Sean Burgoyne, 35. Tom Hawkins, 32. 31, we have uh, Gordon Coventry and Harry Taylor. On 29, which Pendlebury is about to equal, we have Bruce Dool, Lee Matthews and Wayne Schimmelbush. Yeah, wow. It's a pretty good list. Amazing... Um. Especially thinking of those earlier guys, Gordon Coventry played in a time where we didn't didn't have as many opportunities to play finals games of football. Yeah, there was a lot less finals, so pretty incredible. Yeah, got that many, isn't it? That's how successful. Because we were a top. We were. What were we a top four? Four, yeah, and the, only, and there was a top five at some stage. 
top five came in in 71. No, so well after yeah, Coventry's so, time, yeah. So, yeah, the maximum finals you could play was two. Two. Yeah, yeah so he was in a very successful team. Mm. Yeah. Actually, no, maximum finals you could play was three. three. They just kept winning. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, coaches' records in finals. McRae has coached in three. He's won one, lost two. Mm-hmm. Simon Goodwin, this will be his ninth final. So the eight he's coached already, he's got five wins, three losses. So, I mean, if you look at win-loss records, he's the most successful coach going into these finals. Into the finals, there you go. Um, now, we've got a lot of history here between the Pies and the Ds. Well, they yes. They've played in a lot of finals with each other. Uh, 22, in fact. The record bodes very well for Melbourne. They've won 16, Collingwood have won five, and there's been one draw. In fact, since 1938, they've played in 15 finals. The Pies have won one of those. Really? And that was 1958, the grand final. When was the last time we played the Pies in 1989. Final? Yeah. We played an elimination final and beat them by 23 points. Yeah, wow. Yeah, but um, this is a this was a big rivalry going back in the day as well, wasn't it? Oh, huge! Norm Smith, especially beating it up, he had a real chip on his shoulder against through a few different eras, but especially in the fifties. Yeah, yeah. And those teams played in a heap of grand finals, so they played in seven grand finals. Yeah, record for that is six and one. Yeah, Melbourne's favour. And that one was a real stinger. Yeah, 58. Yeah, 58. And that's again where the rivalry comes from. Melbourne had won three in a row, and we're looking for their fourth. Collingwood. Desperately didn't want them to, to join them on that record of having four in a row. Um, and as we've said in our past podcast, Charlie, they just drew all the karma in That's they could right. to they made win a deal that with game. the devil. They made a deal with the devil. <laughs> because in the semi-final that year, they'd been beaten by Melbourne by 45 points. They actually hadn't beaten Melbourne in years. Yeah. And just, I mean, they went the biff, but they were able to sell their soul to win that game. Yeah. But didn't that cost They're them? They're still paying. Didn't that cost them? Because, <laughs> I mean, the Collie Wobbles then flew on from that and then they've only won two premierships since then. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that's one of the main reasons. And obviously now we have the Queen's Birthday weekend as well. That is a massive uh, rivalry. Yeah. But there's never. I don't feel there's ever as much riding on that. Like, this, there's a lot riding on it. Oh, yeah. This, it's final. Um, so, yeah. And the last thing I want to talk about, I guess, is the lead-in to the games as well. So you've got very contrasting lead-ins. Melbourne coming off a very hard-fought victory over the Swans. Yep. Um, which I think will hold them in good stead. Collingwood coming off a pretty easy, cruisy win. Yep. And generally, teams come since 2011, teams coming in after a very easy 70-plus point win in the last round are 6-6 six and six in their first final. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't yeah. it? They definitely, if you look at, yeah, if you look at these last, probably the last month or even two months of footy, uh, Melbourne's win loss is much better than Collingwood's, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's interesting. But they're sitting s- on top. They've got and Darcy having said Moore that, back. Collingwood always seem to be a different beast in finals. Oh yeah. Well, um, everyone's got to be, don't they? Yeah, but Collingwood more so. They always. But again, having said that, Collingwood quite often will come into finals not as the favourite. Yeah. And they'll come in as like third or fourth. Yeah. And then they're always bat above their weight. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how they go where they are. Where the, the minor premiers. Yeah. Premier expected to win. How do they handle that? Yeah, they always try to. They always pick out something extra. Yeah, they do. They've got a. They've got that extra gear. That culture. That mm-hmm. history behind them. So yes, it's gonna. It's a good way to start at the start the finals. Yeah. Hopefully, um, the opening round of the AFLW we just had on the weekend, which was fantastic, and the and the D's 
smash the pies. Did you watch it? So I didn't get to watch it. I was the D's, out, the, so Collingwood matched them for the first half, yep. but the D's absolutely turned on the second half and just demolished them. Yeah, it's gonna. I can't. It's gonna be hard for a team to beat the D's this year in well, the AFLW. I can see them going back to back quite easily. Hopefully. Yeah, we'll see. All right, next match, it's Thursday night. Yes. Carlton versus Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we've got we've got a second one Friday. Yeah. Um, Carlton versus Sydney. Um, got bloodbath written all over it, Charlie. Doesn't it? Yeah. These two teams met in the very famous grand final, nineteen forty-five, known as the bloodbath. Um, why was it called the bloodbath, Charlie? Oh well, there was just a lot of biff going on, wasn't there? A lot of biff. There were, I think, nine separate reports. One player got a seat, got suspended for a whole season. Jack Williams got 12 weeks, eight for fighting and four for abusive language. <laughs> Don Grossman from the South got suspended for eight weeks for striking. Wasn't it? And then Bob Pitty got, Bob Chitty got knocked out. Herbie Matthews got reprimanded. Wasn't there a player who wasn't even playing that was injured? Who ran onto the who ran onto the ground and got stuck in I remember that story. That got, I couldn't remember geez, who his name was. No. It? Was it Rob McLean? I'm not sure. Anyway, yeah, it was one of the most violent games of football and, yeah, has been known as the bloodbath ever since. Yep. So there is a bit of history. So this is actually – they played some recent finals, 2013. Sydney won by 24 points, which was the Carlton's – The last the, time Carlton's Carlton last in final. The, yeah. um, in 2010, they played an elimination final, which the Swans won by five points. In 1986, they played a qualifying final. that Carlton won by 16 points. They've actually played in four grand finals as well. 1945, the bloodbath, 1914, 1909, and 1907. So All pretty close as well. The 45, Carlton won by 28, but 1914, Carlton won by a goal. 1909, the Swans won by two points. And 1907, Carlton won by five points. There you go. So the Swans, uh, that's a, that was another three-peat that the Swans ended. Well, was it, they were going for a fourth. They were going for a fourth, but yes. that was the season that their coach had been sacked and they got, got accused of back. tanking because yes. they lost... They, so St. Kilda, in 1909, St Kilda didn't win a game until the very last game of the season when they beat Carlton, who was on top of the ladder. And subsequent investigations found that two players had taken bribes for, for, to lose, to losing, yeah. to, for, um, yeah, so trying to fix the game, and they got suspended for a long time. What and, a time! There was a the lot of fell that apart, going yeah, on. and yeah. they still managed to make the grand final and only yeah. just lose. Um, in so coach wise, Voss has coached two finals. One was a win over Carlton, and the other was a loss to the Dogs in 2010. Mm-hmm. And Longmire has coached 24 finals, a record of 12 and 12. That's not bad. 12 wins, 12 losses. And not as good as Goodwin. No. No, he hasn't, <laughs> hasn't coached not as much. Not quite 24, much, yeah. yeah. So, yes. So, both with a 50-50 record. Yeah, okay. But in Melbourne, you can imagine the crowd will help them get over the line. Yes. It's, I think that's going to be a really good game. In terms of... I think... Um, Carlton would be kicking themselves at the opportunity yeah, to lose that opportunity to be playing GWS at the G again. I think. I think Sydney's a harder ask than yeah. GWS. Well, they had they had to beat the Giants, I think, and then it wouldn't have it would have been the Dogs. That's right. It would so have. I don't think they could have yes. played the Giants. No, they couldn't. Yeah. No, yeah. sorry, you're that's, absolutely right. That's okay. Um, if we talk about rivalries, I think Carlton Collingwood. Sorry, Collingwood Melbourne is a much bigger rivalry. I don't think there's really much of a rivalry these days between Sydney no. and Melbourne. No. Carlton. Nor is there between the next game, St Kilda and the Giants. No. Well, how that's, could there be? That's barely. A, well, yeah. I can I can give you some reasons. Come on. Well, throw them at us. Their, St Kilda's captain is an ex-Giant, played yes. seventeen games, and the Giants' coach was an ex-assistant at St Kilda. 
Hey, okay. So it's a bit yeah. of crossover. Um, but there's no real, like, to, to build a rivalry, you need to play in these big games. Yeah. You, need to you need to have a bit of friction between the teams, a bit of on-field tension. I don't think that really exists between these two teams yet. No. Could no. happen, and this game will help. Overall record, they played 14 times. Saints have won eight, Giants have won five, and there's been one draw. Uh, Ross Lyon in finals. This will be his 21st. He has nine wins, 10 losses, and one draw. For the Saints, for the Saints, he was five and five and one draw. Um, and like I said, his last finals loss as the Saints coach was to the Swans. Yeah. Uh, and this will be Adam Kingsley's first finals in charge. Okay. So he could have a hundred percent winning. <laughs> he could. It could be like um, who's that like cast? Charlie Climo. Charlie Climo. Yeah. One and done. One and done. <laughs> Look, if you don't know who we're talking about, Google Charlie Climo, the coach of Geelong. Coach one season, won a flag, and that was it. Incredible. Yeah. 1930. There's not much to find out about him. He's, very, he's like a man, of, real man of mystery. Yeah. But yeah, incredible story. And the last final, Charlie, on Saturday night? Uh, is Brisbane Port Adelaide. Brisbane Port Adelaide. Charlie Cameron playing his 200th game. Um, so we have Chris Fagan in his ninth coaching his 10th final so his record at the moment is 3 wins 6 losses yeah. Ken Hinckley in his 11th final his current record is 5-5 five and five. Ooh, okay. so a lot of coaches are 50-50 aren't they yeah 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 um, and look there is a little bit of a rivalry between Port and Brisbane um, if you remember when Fitzroy got absolved in the mid 90s some of their players went to Brisbane some went to Port Adelaide some didn't want to go to Brisbane yeah um, so they these two teams kind of came into being at the same time. At the same time, yeah. If you consider Brisbane Lions a completely new entity. Um, and they played some pretty close games early on. I think they played a, a draw and they played a few really close ones. Um, and then, obviously, in the early thousands, they played a few finals against each other. So 2001 qualifying final and 2002 prelim were both games Lions won over Port, um, helping to end their season. But then there was the 2004 grand final um, with... Uh, who was it? Alistair Lynch throwing haymakers at Wakeland. Yeah, at the end of it. Yeah, yep. so there was a real animosity between those two teams then. And that was Port denying Brisbane their forfeit. They, yes, they that's could, right. Again, they could have equaled Collingwood. Yes, Mark Williams with the tie. Yeah, yep. It's so a, a bit of rivalry there, but hasn't really been much until, I guess, both, both are back in contention. They played in round one this year when Port won which was a long time ago. Yeah. A long, long time ago. Um, overall record is 41 games they've played together. Um, Brisbane have won 20, Port have won 19. There's been two draws. So pretty even. Yeah, very. Um, and three finals. Brisbane, two. Port Adelaide won, but they got the big one. Yeah, the one that mattered. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that should be really interesting as well. Brisbane undefeated at home. Um, Port with quite a young list. Looking to redeem themselves. You, yeah, you, you, the the money's on Brisbane for Absolutely, this one for yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to, in, in theory, they win this, they get a home prelim, easy ticket to the grand final. In theory, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I Port won't go down swinging though. Won't will go down we'll, swinging. Yeah, they'll go down yes, swinging. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I, I hope. Yeah, make it a good game. So the four games to look forward to. Um, Charlie, I thought we might quickly talk about the Australian team. Before we do that, okay. can we talk about the fact that there's no final on the Sunday? There because hasn't, there hasn't been for a few years. It's, I know it's been a while, but we've got a lot of history of finals on a Sunday. And I know commercially it makes sense to start on a Thursday, but two games on a, two games on a Saturday and then nothing on a Sunday, why not spread it throughout the whole weekend? Does it, does it give clear air to AFLW and the VFL finals? Yeah, and, pro, and it's a longer probably... Break. 
the longer breaks. I was yeah. just thinking that in terms of making sure that no one has a short run into the grand final on the yeah. on the Saturday too. Yeah, yeah. No, I know, I know the reasons. And I, look, yeah. Sunday Sunday finals weren't a bad thing. Yeah, but yeah, I guess TV audiences aren't going to watch it on Sunday no. night, Sunday other. So it's all about ratings and money. That's it. So Sunday other, Sunday night. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense, but yeah, more footy on the weekend. I say. <laughs> Yeah, anyway. Um, All-Australian team I want to quickly chat about. Yes. Yeah. Quite a few new entries this Quite year. A few. Do you want me to go through the team line by line? Go on. Back line, we've got James Sicily, Callum Wilkie, Tom Stewart. Uh, we've got halfback Sinclair, Moore and Houston. The midfield, the centre line is Josh Dacos. Josh Dacos. Vontapelli and Errol Goulden. Half forward, Connor Rosie, Taylor Walker. First All-Australian at the age of 34 or whatever he is. Isn't that amazing? Uh, and Christian Petrarca, the only demon there. Full forward forward line, uh, we've got Charlie Cameron, Charlie Kerno, and Tom Green. We've got Tim English as the Ruckman for the year. We've got Zach Butters and Nick Dacos in there with him. On the bench, we've got Caleb Sarong, Zach Merritt, Jack, Jordan Dawson, and Nick Larkey. There's some interesting things here. Um, Tom Green is captain. You like yeah, it? Yeah, I do. I think that's yeah. it's a... It's a show of how how far he's come. Oh, it's huge, massive. And I mean, the, the discussion was him or Bontempelli. Yep. And Bontempelli's huge and, and could easily be captain. But the, the amount of games that Toby Green has won off his own, off yeah. his own boot, and the leadership he shows, and the way he just steps up, I can see that definitely justifying why he's captain. Yeah. Of that team. So yes, he's come a long way, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, now things like, um, Callum Wilkie is the fullback. Does that mean he's the best defender of the year? Oh, uh, I don't know. That's a really because yeah. there's no defenders award. I mean, do we just judge it by whoever gets full back position? Is that who you trust the most to lock down a defender? Is it Callum Wilkie? Because he's had a pretty solid year. Oh yeah, but are you thinking like, I guess yeah. Well, if you're putting him full back, right? Yeah, yeah. You're because if you're that looking choice. at Tim English, he that he's the ruckman of the year, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Based on these on these judges, yeah, yeah. yeah. Could you then label it like you're in, you're in the polypharma metal position or something like that? Like, do you... it's not a bad call. Or can know. you could you do a uh, like you've got a coach's award and a play and, and a player's MVP? Could you do it line by not line by line, but you know have, vote between of, of a like a player's vote for best best defender, best forward, best ruckman? Because generally the the common medal winner gets the full forward position because yeah. they've been the best goal kicker. Yes. Haven't they? Yep. Um, yeah, it's an interesting one because there's no goal, there's no defenders medal. No, nope. and so is that the closest you get? It's probably probably is. You're right. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, other awards we've had announced: we've had Harry Sheasel winning the Rising Star. Unsurprising. Yeah, unsurprising. Um, would have been interesting if Will Ashcroft had have played a full season if he could have challenged. Yep. Um, and then we had Zach Butters taking home the AFL Coaches Association Champion Player of the Year. Yeah, amazing. Pipping uh, Dacos and, and Bontempelli. Yeah. So he had a very good season as well, him and Rosie, for the uh, the old Port Power. Yeah, very absolutely. Well um, now, should we go go through a bit of a review of some of these bottom teams? Yeah, let's talk about their years, shall we? How many do you want to do? Um, bottom wh- six, bottom... Why don't we do bottom... bottom well, we, no, because we won't talk about our finals here. So why don't we go bottom four and then okay. we can talk... Yeah. Do a few each week? Yeah. All right. So we've got the Eagles in last place yes yeah. um, already had their best and fairest as well Tim Kelly took home their best and fairest yep yep fair yep 
Absolutely. The, um, the club took on their second wooden Shame spoon. Shame that he couldn't be in this form a, cu- a couple of years ago. When he first came to yeah. the club, yeah. Um, they've also lost over, almost 800 games worth of experience, so it's going to be interesting going into next year. No her, no Shui, no Natanui. They did have some things go right. Oscar Allen kicked 53 goals, real breakout season in a yeah. pretty shitty team. Yeah. Uh, Tim Kelly, as we just said, and they they ended the season on a better note. Two yes. wins in their last four games. Um, but God, they're plagued by illness and injury and form. It's the worst record they've ever had as a as a team. Um, I guess the question is, will they take Harley Reid? So that yeah, th- that's the big one, isn't Nick, it? Nick and Nick and I had discussed this when you weren't here. Yep. If you were Harley Reid and you had to choose between North Melbourne and West Coast, who would you choose? Probably West Coast. Well, yeah, that's what we said. They've got so much money. And do like well, you don't know what's resources. going on in the moment. In the moment, but generally. The culture there is excellent. Yeah. They're the Collingwood of the rest of the Australia. Yeah. And it doesn't hurt that you get to live in Perth, which is a beautiful city. Yeah. <laughs> um, will they, or would they trade for someone like the Demons, perhaps? Yeah. Look, you wouldn't be surprised. Because I know the Ds have got a few picks in the first round with the Dockers' number, round, number one pick. That worked out very well. Yeah, and you just don't like you don't know what's going on behind closed doors with meeting and meetings and stuff. You know, if they talk to him and they're like, "No, he doesn't want to be here," you know, would you take him? It's a you know, it's a hard question. Like Jason Horn Francis. Mm. Yeah, it'd be interesting. Well, they're definitely in the driver's seat. Yeah, interesting to see what happens. So, yeah, yeah, they get to make the calls, which is a nice position to would be you, in. Would you be happy if the D's tried to get him? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't want the Hawks to get him. <laughs> Um, next team we've got uh, North Melbourne North Melbourne alright so they had three wins uh, if we remember Clarko had five in his first season in charge of the Hawks but really um, well he wasn't in charge for a bit of the wasn't, season wasn't right? there for so, half the season so yeah. that, that really affects things um, I guess the positives are definitely Harry Sheasel and George Wardlaw and Nick Larkey 71 goals yeah in a, a team that's finished second last and won three games yeah exactly amazing there's good signs Interesting. So comparing the drafts from Hawthorne when Clarko went there to this year. So Clarko's first year at the Hawks, well, he started those six, but the draft he, he took, Roughhead, Franklin and Lewis. Yeah. So he's got Sheasel and Wardlaw and Braden George who didn't really play. So could be good. Right track. Yeah. have got picks 2, 16, 39, 53, 56. No, sorry, 59, 76 yeah. this year. So could he match that? Because they... The second year, 2006, Clarko picked Xavier Ellis, Bo Dowler, don't know who he is, and Grant Birchall. Okay. Yeah, so right. it's not as strong as that first That pick, first year, yeah. Interesting. Um, we've also got things like, you know, Taron Thomas's whole off-field indiscretion oh, no. was, was terrible. So there's talk, they get rid of him, they train him somewhere. Yeah. And then they had a 20-game losing streak. Yeah. Not, not, not ideal situation. No, not ideal. But, there, I mean, no one's under it, any... Um, uh, illusions of where they're sitting. No, they've got a lot of they've got a lot of work to do, and it sounds like they're willing to do it. So, yeah. and Clarko will have a full full off season, yeah. full season next year. So, yeah, and do. still, still got carte blanche to do what he wants. Yeah, and I mean, would it made have made much a difference if Clarko was there? Probably not. But in no. terms of, um, in terms of people still trusting him to get things through, you can sort of be like, well, he wasn't there the whole time. So, so I think excuse. it's actually it's an built excuse, isn't it? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's better, better for him. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, then we've got... The Hawks. The Hawks are probably... 
I mean, of the bottom few teams, they've probably got the most upside, don't they? I would say so. They had some great wins. They beat the Pies. Should be pushing for top eight next year. You'd think, yeah. I mean, you never, yeah, you don't know, do you? But yeah, they they definitely got some upside for sure. They they showed flashes of, of really good football. Well, they beat the top two. They beat yeah. Collingwood and they beat the Brisbane. Yeah. Um, they smashed the Eagles by 116 points. Um, and they showed some really good movement of the ball when they were playing. But having said that, on the flip side, they had games where they wouldn't and score I in a quarter or they didn't, give yeah. up some, like, you know, they think they had nine games where there was 100 points scored against them. So yeah. definitely some areas to fix up. Oh, yeah. Um, and there's talk them there, of them maybe getting Ben Mackay or Sava Radigalia, but definitely wanting to go to the draft. And they've done it quite well. Like, if I was a Hawks supporter, I'd be very happy with... You know, some good strong wins. Yeah, still quite low. Going to get a good draft. Yeah, pick. yeah, yeah. But yeah, but enough to get around as a supporter for sure. Oh, yeah, it annoys me. <laughs> and then we've got the Gold Coast. All right, the Suns. Um, a few draft. They got pick four, twenty-eight, thirty-one, forty-two, and the whole raft of like mid-sixties drafts. So Hardwick came in and said he's got um, the list. He's currently got. 80% of the premiership list is there already. That's amazing. What a call out of the That's out a of big the call. I had a look at the list when he took over the Tigers. 16.6 yeah. of them were there for the flag in 2017. 16.6%? Of the players there went, okay. to, went to play in the flag. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's a big jump up. So <laughs> are, we, are we expecting the Suns to uh, make the big leap next year? You'd probably expect to, but... I if if I'm making predictions just like this year, probably because I'm a sucker for for opt- optimism, I'm putting him in the eight. Okay, I'm hoping Good. they make it. Um, they had their best and fairest last night as well. Noah Anderson took home the medal. Yes, which is just called the, the club champion. They have no name for their medal. Fair yet. enough. What should should they name it up? What, what, Not what yet. I reckon they should just choose a pioneer of Queensland football and, and choose someone who championed football in the state. Or do you or do you name it? Well, who, I Tony mean, Cochran medal. Who who was um, Carmichael Hunt? Would it be the Gary Ablett Junior medal? How many best and fairest did he take out Jeez, in his he first won, couple he won of a years? There as well. Yeah, so it almost would be the Gary Ablett Junior medal. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It annoys me that it doesn't have a name. <laughs> well, does it does it deserve one yet? Is there someone who has stood out as a clubman? Who really embodies? Oh, maybe David Swallow, who's been there. There you go. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Because you want it to be like heritage, don't you? Yeah, like it, it's it got speaks to speaks to the history of the club. It's got to. It's got to come out of. You don't want to. You don't want to manufacture it. No, but it's I love that come the, out of the Giants have named theirs the Kevin Sheedy Medal. Yeah, great. Which pays homage to the fact that he was their first coach and helped build the list and everything. Even though he's an Essendon champion, yeah. and a Richmond champion. Yeah, yeah. Bit like the Sid Barker medal, yeah. in Melbourne. He won two flags as Essendon coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, but there's, I mean, all the clubs have, you know, different things. Like, um, uh, you know, um, Peter Crimmins was later. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's a big one. Bluey Truscott for Melbourne. You know, dying in the war. I don't think he ever won the best and fairest. Like no. he was just a. Yeah. He just embodied the spirit. And I think so Carlton's was named something different. And they changed it, it to was. John Nichols. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. It's called. Mm. Um, so back to the Suns. Like, there's a few things going right. They got some young players coming through. Their VFL team are very dominant. They finished on top and should go close to winning the VFL flag. Yeah. Um, but then things like Ben King struggled to come back for, to his best from ACL, uh, and they lost. 
their last six games. Losing losing that last game to the Kangaroos as well was pretty yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. So not much there. But uh, Hardwick coming in, taking over. There's yeah, definite upside. All these all these guys have upside. Oh, West Coast are probably the one who you like. I don't know where they're going the most, but no. draft picks and stuff. Yeah, yeah. can't go any further down. No, no. Well. <laughs> um, all right. Now, Charlie, last week I asked you, how do we fix the buy round? What, yep. do, we, what do we put in there? Yep. Okay. Got an, got an idea? <sighs> now, a few things were swimming in my head. I think... Okay, can I... T- okay, I'm going to take you back a step. Okay. Because I want to talk to you about how how I think... We, what we could do with Byram. We talked about the, the week there could be a wild card game yeah, in there. Which I think is going to happen eventually. So in my mind, I was thinking about how that might actually work and how okay. you do this. All right. So stay with me. <laughs> yeah. All right. So you've got your 18 teams. Yep. After everyone's played everyone once. Yep. So if we're 17 rounds into the season. Yep. Everyone plays each other once in the first 17 rounds. I like it. Yes. Yeah. Already we're, we're winning. Yep. Right. Logistically... People might struggle with yeah. that, but that's where we're sitting. Makes the most sense. All right. After that, you've got your top six, yeah. your middle six, and your bottom six. Redo the draft. Every, sorry? Re- and, re- and you're playing just those teams. And, you, and then you've got five rounds playing just those teams. Yep. Top six... You're making, fun, you're staying in that order. So if, even if I lose all the games against that other team, those other teams, you, you finish sixth. Okay. That I'm that is the finals. purely to decide whether you've whether your top four, you've got two chances. Whether you're playing okay. at home, yep. you know, whatever, yep. right? Seven to twelve, you are playing. You're playing each other for to win that. To get to finish on top of that, yeah, and then uh, thirteen to eighteen, you're playing to finish on top of that bracket, yeah. Then in the wild card, yeah, the top. Hang on, I'm still. I'm like, I'm, I'm Seven, eight, nine, to stay, stay with me. So, the top of the bottom bracket. Okay, so who's that? So 13th. 13, 14. No, just 13. Just 13. Just yeah. 13. Because they've, they've won all, you know, they're, they're finished yeah. on top of that. Come up and they play against 7, 8, 9. So you've got, a, you've got something. You're really going for something in the bottom bracket still. You're yeah. going for a shot. So they've got to play three more in games. The, in the wild card. What do you mean? So 13 come up and they play... 12, 11, no, 10. No, no, not no, not all okay. of them. No. So they're just playing 10. No, 9. 13's playing 9. Yeah, I know. Jeez, okay. I know. Yeah. And then 7... No, sorry. 7's playing 13. <laughs> yeah. Stay with me. Okay. Stay with me. And then 8 and 9 are playing off. And yeah. that's your... Wa- so 8 and 9 are playing off for one wild card yeah. spot. 7 and 13 are playing off for one wild card <laughs> spot. So you've got two games there. Wow, so the team that finishes 12th and 11th and 10th get nothing. Yep. But you can finish 13th and still play finals. Yep. Wow. Because imagine, imagine it. (laughs) (laughs) You've probably not got a shot, but I was like, what's the bottom bracket really playing for unless it's an option? Number one pick? Well, yeah, but then you're trying to lose. Oh, actually, maybe that's it. Yeah. 
Anyway, yeah. that was my thought is like, there's your, so you've got your wild, your wild card is the buy round. Two games yeah. for those final two spots. Mm. I don't know exactly how that looks, but I feel like, yeah, as we talked about with the brackets, you can't, that can't, you can't drop out of finals. Because if you've got, if you finish sixth and you lose five games and then you drop out of finals, that's unfair. Yeah. So I feel like that's got to be locked in, but I don't know how else it could mm. look. Whereas I would just have each other, each team play each other once. And finish the season there. And, no, then, and then you have wildcard round. Because we're, I'm predicting forward where we're going to have Tasmania come in, probably eventually a 20th team as well. So yep. half a team, half teams in, half teams out. So, But then you've only got 20 rounds of footy. But I've got lots more games. Like I could have split rounds. Yeah. Um, you could have State of Origin, but I've got another idea for that. Okay. I might come back for that another week. Maybe next okay, week. Okay, okay. Next week. We'll definitely talk- need some work. All right. Next, next week, we're talking State of Origin, how we're bringing that okay, back. Okay, I've got a great. radical idea that could work. Excellent. Um, but rivalry round, I really quickly wanted to talk to, to you about. So okay. We have every team play each other once, and then you have your rivalry round. Yes. Yeah. Suns, Lions, Dockers, Swans, Eagles, sorry, Dockers, Eagles, Swans, Giants, Power Crows. Yep. How's the Melbourne side of that looking? Yeah, this I've, is I've tricky. got mine. Okay, okay. Do you want me to do mine? Please do. Demons, Pies. Yep. I'd play. 50s, 60s rivalry, big heated one. Yep. Blues, Tigers. Oh, one okay. One has endured 20s, 30s, 60s, 70s. Yeah. Um, and I'm also reading, there's a, a book out by Dan Eddy at the moment about the rivalry they had in yep. the 60s and 70s. Hawks, Cats. Yeah, that's a newer one. It's a newer one. Oh, 60, uh, the 60... 61 grand final. Yep. And then 89 to, to now, basically. Yep. Bombers, Kangaroos. Yeah, there's, there's a been lot a bit of, of rivalry there. And that, a lot of stuff from early doors, stealing players and then yeah. reneging on contracts. Yeah. <laughs> the one I'm not so st- torn on, not so sold, sold on. on. Yep. Saint, Saints, Dogs. There's bits and pieces there. They've played quite a few finals where the Saints have always won. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. They've had a bit of animosity, some things, but... Yeah, that's the one I'm grasping at straws at the most. But I mean, if you if you go back into the pile that you've already picked your top ones, who is the Bulldogs' biggest rifle? The Giants. Yeah, but they've already got their other. So they don't have like a real Melbourne based rivalry. rivalry. St Kilda, maybe the Pies after the drawn grand final. Maybe. Yeah. But it's hard. Yeah. I mean, most. I'd also say the Swans are St one of St Kilda's. Yeah. From the old Lakeside. Day. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So maybe you've got two rivalry rounds where you get to do those other rivalries. Because I think... Or yours be. I, I think Blues-Pies is a big rivalry. Yeah, well, only Off, the last two years. Yeah. Before that, they played in terrible games. No, nothing of meaning. No. So, yeah, but it's, but a, it's one of those traditional ones where they played in a heap of grand finals. Yeah. There was a heap of animosity if we went back to the 70s. Yep. 60s, 70s, there was massive rivalry. Yep. It was the biggest one in Exactly. Yeah. I think um, Cats D's yep. is a good one. Two oldest clubs. Two oldest clubs. Good games recently as well. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit, you know, them them beating us in the final round to knock us off, then us coming back, you know. So yeah, yep. there's been a couple of good ones recently. After the Siren ones as well. Hawks, um, Dons. Yep, definitely. Is a ripper. Um, so there's a few, I think. You could also go Hawks, Kangaroos. Yeah. From the seventies, so there's a lot. There's a lot of different ways you could play it, and if you think about, right, if you think about, you know, the fact that if you play everyone once, and we've got seventeen rounds at the moment, potentially nineteen coming, you've still got time to do a few different rivalries. Mm. 
we just rotate it every year. Yep. And but is that fair on the interstate teams? They're always always going to play each other. The Lions are always having to play the Suns, but then one year the Blues might play Carlton, and the next year they might play Richmond twice. Mm-hmm. Mm. No, but you change the. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tricky. Interesting. But though I feel like those games are locked. Th- those uh, interstate. Um, Rivalries. Rivalries. The the derbies yeah. are going to be locked in no matter what because they just make sense. Well, exactly. So you're it playing gives those you twice. An, yeah, yeah. They're always going to be played twice, even if the rivalry is non-existent. Yeah. Because on every... Um, everyone's happy with that. You don't travel well, the, for another week. Yeah. And, it's but, all of that. But the rivalry is there because of the proximity. And exactly. It's two, two team towns. Exactly. So, so it just, it's, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. But the other ones are more flexible. And I reckon... There's enough, yeah. There's some good ones in there, yeah, and some some newer ones, some older ones, and you can sort of build it up based on I'd, that. I'd yeah. do what they did for the gathering. I'd lock it in for five years and say, for, for the next five years, this is who this is, is your rival, and you'll be playing them twice. Yeah, well, and surely that, and then we'll revisit the, like the zoning. But after like that, zoning. after five years of doing that, they are going to be a rival. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And the other thing I would do is I'd make whatever trophy they're playing for, whether it's the showdown trophy or the John Nichols trophy, the. What's yes. the one Collingwood Carlton play for? Uh, can't Beyond remember. Blue, whatever. Yeah. I'd make it like a both games count for it. Yes. Aggregate score. Okay, okay. Yeah. So a point yeah. Yeah. So that second game has that meaning as well. Where yeah. look, you beat them, you get the win, you get the four points, but you want the trophy, you've got to win by a certain amount. So yeah, you've got to get even it. if you've lost the first one, you've still got a chance to win it in the second one. I like that a lot. Yeah. That's good. All right, good. I'm glad we're fixing all those big problems. <laughs> yeah. All right, next week we'll fix State of Origin. <laughs> Amazing. All right. Um, I've got a song for us to finish off on. This is the Bye song. This is someone who's pretending that the Bye is a football team. It's from 2011, produced by Nick Gill and Adam Kelly. Gilly, Kelly. Um, so enjoy the Bye song. Beautiful. Well, Timmy, until next week, uh, and we can actually talk about some finals footy. I can't wait. Hooroo. We're a great, great club, a club that no one loves because we don't exist at all. The mighty buy is our name, we're the greatest at this game, yet despite a lack of coaching staff, player list, facilities, buildings, or any kind of physical presence at all, we are still the greatest team. Now for no reason, here is a guitar solo. We're always looking to score, but we settle for a draw, cause we're the bye. The mighty bye. And we're like no one at all. Thanks for listening to the Kick to Kick podcast present Backward in Coming Forward. You can find all our old episodes wherever you get your good podcasts. If you want to get in contact with us, our email address is kicktokickpodcast at gmail.com. On social media, we have Twitter at kicktokickpod or on Facebook. Or you can find us on Instagram at backwards and coming forward. For a full list of our resources and what we use in this show, go to our website, which is kicktokick.podbean.com. Thanks very much for listening. <laughs>